Morning, everybody. Happy New Year to all of you. Um, I hope it's going to be a very blessed year. And um, obviously, I'm not as good looking as David, but one thing I can do that he always does is maybe tell one or two brilliant jokes. I mean, I'm not going to, like him, try to bribe people to, to actually um, laugh at his jokes. But um, let, let's see the first one. I mean, what did Adam say to his wife on the 30th of December? Tomorrow is New Year's Eve. <laughs> I know. That, that was one that David would love. But um, I'm, I know I can do better than that. So um, um, I just think I don't want to be an adult anymore. I don't even want to be a human anymore. Well, I want to be a goat. Why? Well, I can jump around randomly. I can eat whatever I want. And I can headbutt anyone that annoys me. So, I made Fats laugh. That was my challenge. <laughs> yeah, it's cringeworthy. I know, I know. So, let, let's go in the new year with some laughs. Let's, man, I, I always think, man, the first breach of the year is always about New Year's resolutions and what are we going to do this year? And I thought, no. I've got 45 years of New Year's resolutions that I'm failing and I've backed up and I have to. So it's no point starting a few new ones. It's just it will make me even more depressed because I haven't managed to do any of the others in the past. Why do I start a new one now? So I want us to focus on last year. I want us to focus on reflecting on 2021. And not just the bad things. Let's look at the situations that we overcame. Look at the victories we've accomplished and all the things we can be thankful for. There's so many things. Man, we're still here. The church is open. We can meet. There's so many things we can be thankful for. But we always focus on the bad things. And I just thought today I'm going to reflect back and see what, what we can just be thankful for. And now as a teacher practicing for going back to school this week, I'm going to give you all a quick exercise. Don't worry, you don't have to stand up and jump and up and down and so on. But you only have five words that you can use. For those of you who can't count, that's how many fingers you have, so you can do it that way. Um, think of one of the highlights of 2021 in your life, something that you can be thankful for or something that happened, but you only have five words to use. So no essays, no speeches, five words or less, bonus marks if you get less. So I'm giving you a minute to think of last year. Think of something, how small it might be, that you are thankful for. And if you're willing to share with five words or less, that's the challenge. An example, I will just give you an example. Um, and I'm going to use five words. I'm not going to even say the background or anything, just five words. My dad visited from South Africa. Five words, a big something that I was thankful for. Anything you can, in five words. If you're up for the challenge, yes? Excellent, healthy new granddaughter. Four words, impressive. Katie's wedding. Katie's wedding, two words. So, yes. My family is in health. Five words. Well done. Passed another test. Coming second in the Euros. Coming second in the Euros. Oh, oh. Very good. Four baptisms. Four baptisms. Brilliant. Thank God for my cat. 
thank God for my cat. It's so small things, but it's so there's so many things. Yes. My wife's cooking is delicious. That, well, that's always a bonus. Lovely son turned 25. There's, there's so many things we can be thankful for, but yet we focus on, on the things that distract us. We, we see the news and it's coronavirus. I, no, I said I'm not going to use that word today. There's negative things in the news. There's so many things that just throw us away. But, man, even when I read the news sometimes, just the headlines get me so depressed I turn to the sports pages thinking, well, at least someone should win. There's two teams, one will win, hopefully. And then, but, but then, the example for the England cricket team losing the Ashes. On that note, what do you get when you cross an English cricket team with an OXO cube? A laughing stock. <laughs> so, sorry, um, I, that slipped out. I, I need to be nice to my adopted country, so I, I will not do that again. But... Um, just, there's, there's so many negative things out there. What are we doing to turn it to positive? What are we doing to, to have a laugh about the situation that, man, we can't change it sometimes. We don't have, it's not in our power to do anything about it, yet we, it affects us so much that, that we forget about anything positive out there. And for me, the challenge for this year is to, to look back at the good and not the bad or the ugly, but move forward and see how, how all the good things can be a foundation for a new positive year. Because if we go into this new year with all the negative news, it's going to be even worse than whatever we think we have. But if we focus on all the good things that happened, all the blessings we have, all the just, wow, there was just in a, less than a minute, we had about 10 different things that we can be thankful for in less than five words. And I'm sure if I give you more time, there will be hundreds coming out, not even to add the people at Zoom. There could be so many things to be thankful for, but the news is always negative. There's not, there's not a, a newspaper that will sell if it's just a good newspaper. It's, it won't sell. The only good thing is, oh, so many boosters. Or so, but then it again turns it to, but it's not enough. Or it's not this. There's always a but. Or there's always, what are we doing to change our mindsets? When we read something or experience something, that it's not with a but. But it's actually, let's, let's reflect. Let's make this good. Now, there might have been situations in the last year that you feel you cannot cope. There might have been times when you feel all hope is lost, when you feel this is the end, and yet you're here again. You're still sitting here. Looking back, you realize you did cope. Looking back, you realized, I'm actually okay. I've made it. Now, looking back, you also realized that about 99% of you, you get the old arrogant one, but about 99% of you realized I didn't do it alone. I needed someone there, whether it's my cat or my dog or my neighbor or a fellow Christian or God or whoever, you can't do this alone. And um, so another story that I heard a few, well, many moons ago about the mountain climber 
very religious guy, go to church every morning and evening and lots of praying. He's, he's really, he's, he's, he's going for gold and he loves God. And he was walking a bit close to the edge and he slipped down the edge of this mountain. And luckily, about 20 meters down, there was a cliff's edge and, and he landed on this little, basically, ledge before tumbling down all the way to his death. And he, he just shook himself off, got up and said, oh. And he realized, okay, what can I do now? And he don't, well, I always pray. So, Lord, please save me. And the next moment, someone from the top, is there someone down there? Are you okay? Do you need help? No, don't worry. God will save me. And the person moved on. And about two hours later, he realized it's getting a bit chilly. I know, I mean, it did snow last night, and I can't survive the night here. So he said, again, God, please save me. Not even five minutes later, a rescue helicopter hovered over. Do you need help? I said, no, fine. You can go, I'm fine. Well, needless to say, that night was a bit chilly. He didn't make it and entered to the pearly gates. And at the pearly gates, God himself was there to welcome him. Not even Gabriel or Michael, but God himself was there to welcome him. And he just thought, I'm going to use this opportunity. He said, God, I've been so good my whole life. Why did you not help me when I asked you to? And God said, I did. I, said, I helped you in three different ways. They're all thinking that was only two ways. They said, but I helped you in three ways. I sent someone and you waved them off. I sent a helicopter, you waved them off. But I also had a ledge there to catch you when you were falling. How many times do we miss opportunities when help is on the way? Some of them are obvious, like a helicopter or someone shouting, I will help you. But sometimes that ledge that catch you, you don't see, you take that for granted. How many times in our lives are we taking the help for granted and not realizing, wow, this is another miracle in my life. Just the fact that we're here, it's another miracle. How many times do we have to realize that it doesn't have to be some miraculous epiphany or some big volcano or bursting or some storm and here I am and yes, it's the small things in life that we miss. The ledge that we fall on that catches us. It doesn't have to be a helicopter of other people saving us or uh, it can be just something small like a ledge keeping you safe. And yet we don't recognize that. Sometimes we don't even recognize the obvious things. And I think I, for me, it's just what can we do to make sure we open our ears and our hearts to see how the Lord is helping us, to see how he's sending people, situations in our lives to be able to move forward. Um, this reminded me of a story. In 1996, I was privileged to to go on a mission trip to Ukraine. And it was just after the Iron Curtain fell, so we were one of the first international Christian groups going into Ukraine and in Kiev. And we were a group of nine students. And um, we just, the nine of us with one or two translators, were just walking down the street. And suddenly our group leader stopped 
And he just said to everybody, pray for me, please. And he took one of the translators, and they walked to a random man that was just walking past us. And we didn't know what's going on, but okay, we pray for him. And it turns out that that guy had his baby with him, and his baby has been so sick, the doctors, no medic, nobody can help anymore. So he came for spiritual guidance and spiritual help, and he thought he's going to come and see what he can get prayed for. So because our team leader listened, he went and prayed for the guy without the guy even finding him. So it was like an answer to prayer, but he was willing to, to listen. If the Lord wants to use you as the helicopter or the guy giving the ropes down, are you listening? Don't always think you have to be the one that needs the help. Small things you can do can be the help for someone else. That small word of encouragement you give someone when they're down, that small thing that someone do to you to say, you'll be fine, just, just a hug, could be life-changing for someone else. Well, I've been through quite a hectic time at school, and at one day I, w- I was just very negative. And next moment, I get two random emails from staff members, thanks for everything you're doing for us. Just small things like that, a random email without me talking to them, without them from two different departments, just thanks for all your support. And suddenly I realized, no, it's, all, it's going to be fine. Don't underestimate the small things you can do to someone else. It's not always what people do for you, it's what you can do for them. And through that, the blessings will come. If you're obedient to the Lord, he's going to use someone. If you're not going to be listening, someone else is going to get that blessing because he will use someone else. If someone needs help, the Lord will send someone. If you're not listening, he will send someone else, but he will send someone. He's, he's faithful. He will send help. The question is, are we listening to what the Lord is saying in both directions, to be helped and to help? So maybe another five-minute exercise, or five-word exercise. If you can think of anything which someone maybe said to you or did for you the last year that helped you, no matter how small it is. You don't have to say that out. Just think about it. Start reflecting on things where actually, wow, now that I think of it, that person blessed me a lot when he said that, or, or that helped me a lot to me. But just, just, just think about last year and think of the times when you felt blessed by smallest things. Just think about that for a minute. It's the small things that can change our lives. The small miracles that we, we tend to miss because we, we expect and blind to see and deaf to hear. But we don't realize that the Lord is always there. He's always keeping us up. And obviously, we need to read the Bible. That's why we're here. So I'm going to, I didn't forget about the Bible. I've got three pieces I'm going to read through. And the first one is Psalm 121. So if you want to follow in Psalm 121, the people cheating on technology will get there quicker, but um, so. Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, 
the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over you, over your coming and going, both now and forever. Let's go into 2022 realizing this. The Lord will watch over us. We can look to the mountains and we can ask for his help. But let's not then expect helicopters flying in. Let's sometimes realize someone giving me a hug. Someone just, the small things is what gets us through. And I, I really want us to focus on that for the new year. And um, I've got, just get this computer sorted, work with me, thank you. Now, we will in 2022 have more challenges. <laughs> it, it, that's part of life. It's not going to be all plain sailing. Nowhere in the Bible says when you come a Christian, it's going to be all good. It only says, I'll be there with you when you do it. Then it will be good. So um, let's hold on to the victories of 2021. Let's not forget the past, but learn from it and use it as encouragement for 2022. Now, one of my all-time favorite verses in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. And you probably all know it also, but that's one of the verses that's keeping me going in times of need. And it basically says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. So that's a promise that nothing that comes our way is, will be that we can't handle it. We will be able to handle whatever comes our way. The Lord promised us he will not send something our way that we can't handle. Now, I had quite, a, with my dad being here the last two and a half months, it's been a blessing, but it's also been challenging sometimes. And with my mom passing away just over a year now, and he always say, oh, I should have gone. She would have been much better than me. And I think, no. Knowing both of them, if anyone had to go and leave the other one out, this is the right way around. My mom would have struggled way more than me. And trying to, to get people to see that in a bad situation, this is still the best solution. It's not always easy. And we've had quite a few conversations. And yeah, I mean, he's a true, true believer, but this has shaken him a little bit and his belief and everything. So we had quite a few conversations about just realizing that you will not be tempted above what you can handle. Doesn't matter how rubbish the situation is. He will be there for you. The Lord will provide the outcome. He will help you through the air. Are we seeing all the victories we've had in our lives already? Are we focusing on the victory that we can have in the future? Are we focusing on the problems and the issues that surround us? What are we going to focus on 
for this 2022. And I want to finish with a verse from Joshua 1, verse 7 to 9, where Joshua had to go into the promised land as a new leader, as a new time in his life, as a new beginning. And this is what the Lord told him. And I want us to use that for the new year, to, to focus on just, yeah, Joshua 1, verse 7 to 9. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Let's go into 2022 not being discouraged, not wavering, spending time in the Word, spending time with the Lord, knowing that the victory is His, reflecting on all the victories from the past, how small they be. Everybody has victories, some smaller than others, but there are many of them. Let's start focusing on the good and not get influenced by all the negativity around us. I'm not saying forget reality. Life happens. Things happen. But we have a God that tells us to be courageous, be strong, because he will be with us every step of 2022. Yes, Lord. We just want to come and want to say, Lord, here we are. We want to put 2022 in your hands, Lord. I want to say, Lord, help us to not get sidetracked by all the negativity, but get boosted by all the victories from the past. Help us to, to not just see the, the now, but see how you've carried us through the last few years. Lord, we just want to come and say, we love you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen.